There's no better place to get all of your ACC conference news than the Locked On ACC podcast hosted by me, Candice Cooper. Follow the Locked On ACC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I hope you had a great weekend. There's so much to go over today. All of the craziness of week two. We've got our co-host, Kenton Gibbs from Locked on Wolfpack to talk us through some of the best games we had here going into this weekend. Kenton Gibbs, how you doing? I've been better. (laughs) I've been better. Uh, no, but seriously, I can't complain. The, despite what was a very disappointing weekend, people said that week one was a disappointment for the ACC, and week two said, "Hold my beer, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna show my behind," as Black youngster would say. Were you more disappointed in week two than you were week one? Absolutely, absolutely. Was it for personal, like biasly because of NC State's loss, or just in general? Yeah, just in general. If you look at week one, the ACC did not look this bad week one, right? If you talk about Miami getting blown out by Alabama. That is a better look than having an extremely competitive game against Trace Bryson, the mighty Mountaineers of App State. That is a, you know what I mean? Like, everybody thought Duke should be on upset alert, and everybody else in the ACC apparently had their guards down and got just whacked on by the competition. I mean, Virginia Tech allowed more points to Middle Tennessee than they did UNC. Just, it's... We got a lot to go over today. Yeah, we got a lot to go over today. You haven't heard. There were some strong wins and some tough losses by a lot of our teams here in the ACC. Ken Gibbs is going to go over his respective schools. As we mentioned, we have a breakdown where Kenton on Monday talks about State, Clemson, Louisville, and Boston College, Miami, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, and Pittsburgh. And then we talk in the final segment about the best game of the weekend. Today, we might talk about the most Struggled game of the weekend. Who knows? You know, there's a, there's a lot to go there. There could be any winner when it comes to that bad boy. Then on Tuesdays, we have J.J. Jackson from Locked On Blue Devils giving us that Florida State, Wake Forest, and Syracuse, UNC, Duke, and Virginia recap. Okay, so we'll have all of those games covered to you by Monday and Tuesday of the week. And then Wednesday, we head into the weekly rankings. Our host, A.J. Black from Locked On Boston College, gives us an opportunity See where our respective schools rank power-wise. The so power rankings are revealed on Wednesday. Thursday, we have back looking a week ahead. By Thursday, nobody wants to talk about the game from the past week. You're going to look to week three. And that's what we have Tyler Aki do for us from Locked on Syracuse. And then Friday, pre-sale Friday, we have Drizzy Drake rounding out the field, give your predictions, throw a little betting action in there so we're good to go. Now that you're squared away, for those of you listening for the first time, here are back. Talking about NC State, I really felt like they were going to have the best game of the weekend playing Mississippi State. I thought and assumed, okay, everyone's not putting them in the top 25, and I don't understand why. I was very high on them. I thought Devin Leary still had a lot to show after that USF win, but when it came to Mississippi State, it seemed like the offense just couldn't figure it out. It got a little too fancy for its own good. Can you talk to me just offensively about NC State and what you liked or didn't like? So, uh, my my head coach from high school, uh, 
Thomas Wilcher. He he instituted a policy that we had to sing our fight song after the game. Okay. And I love that cash tech fight song. I mean, that we used to onward, onward, onto the sky. And it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing, right? It was really great. When I got to college, I found out that, you know, they played a fight song after every time you scored a touchdown or some schools every time you scored. Apparently, NC State got tired of hearing its own fight song after the USF game because they did everything they could to not get on the board anymore this week. Let's look at some of the plays that you talked about there, getting real cute with a jump pass from the two-yard line resulting in the interception. Mm-hmm. From the two-yard line. Okay, so so let's be conservative there and say that they dropped three points there. You're looking at you're looking at a uh you're looking at a whopping three points lost there, okay? Doesn't seem bad yet, right? Right. Then you got a missed field goal. That's from well inside uh Chris Dunn's range. You're out on that three point. Or you could even leave that three points off and say, you know, kickers missed sometimes. It's like, okay, cool. Devin Carter drops a pass in stride that hits both of his hands. Both of his hands while he's streaking downfield, got about five to six yards on the defender. You could even say, oh, Devin might not score there. Sure, I doubt it. I think he walked into the end zone, bangs his head on the goalpost, but that's another three. Then we had an underthrown deep ball to a receiver that was more open than Waffle House. And you know Waffle House is always open. That's another seven. So you're looking at 13 points at that point. And Trent Penix with a personal foul on the two-yard line. That is 16 points. That's being as conservative as possible, assuming that anything that was not an obvious touchdown, they don't score. That's 16 points. Do you know what the score to the game was? 24 to 10. If they simply put those 16 points on the board, they win this game 26 to 24. And Lord forbid if you actually go aggressive and say, well, you know what? The jump pass would have resulted in the touchdown had they made better play calling. Devin Carter goes and bangs his head on the goalpost. The underthrow deep ball is seven. And without Trent Penix's personal foul is seven. You're looking at 41-24, which is very close to the score I actually predicted for this game. Never been more embarrassed to be a member of Wolfpack Nation. Never. That says a lot because, you know, NC State has lost a game before. But I guess in the how they lost it in this way is why you're so disappointed. Because of the potential and maybe all the star power that you actually do have on this field. I am not disappointed in the loss. Trust me, I understand losing is part of the process, is part of the deal. But my thing is, you cannot drop games that you're supposed to win in which you're the superior team by a good chunk. So this was the game that they were supposed to win. This was a game that you have to win if you talk all the mess that you talk about, we're a mature team. All offseason, Doris talking about we're a mature team. You were ACC Media Day. How many times did he use the word mature? <laughs> if we told the viewers to take a shot every time Doris says mature during ACC media days, some folks would be walking away with alcohol poisoning. And you know what maturity is? Maturity is the ability to be consistent. Maturity is the ability to know on second and go from the two, oh, my teammate gets tackled. I don't need to push nobody off him to get a 15-yard personal foul if you're a junior, Trent Penix. Facts, 100% can't disagree there. But I think that overall, there are some good takeaways. And this is one of those stand-up games where show and prove. How, where do you go from here? NC State is going to have to figure it out and move forward. Just some for some numbers for you guys, Devin Leary finished 30 for 49 with 303 yards. Donovan Knight, Bam Knight, had a slow day with Ricky Persons. They're both doing 50 yards total with 16 carries between them. Not as what, not what we're used to, not what we expect 
from those two. And then when you look defensively, Tanner Engel and Drake Thomas having some solid showings, 21 tackles between the both of them. Peyton Wilson, injury report. Is he doing all right? Have we heard anything or any updates yet from him? Uh, it's allegedly pretty serious. He was taken to the locker room for x-rays, and he may be done for the season. He had surgery on both shoulders coming into the season. And this uh, is his, what, fifth year? No, this is his uh, third or third fourth. Year. Okay. It's either third or fourth. So we'll have to be mindful of that. We've got some other updates and games that we want to get into here. But first, we want to remind you guys that College Football Fanatics is here. Have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Prize Pack offers every sport you can think of, like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, and more. Prize Pick offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players in Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not ever have even heard of. All of your users that deposit and use your promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit of up $200. You pick two to five players and and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Prize packs is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Talking to Kenton Gibbs here from Locked on Wolfpack, and we are going over some great games. Clearly starting out with a tough one with NC State losing to Mississippi State, but on to Clemson, who clearly took care of business. They heard y'all. They heard what they needed to do. They, we knew they were going to roll over South Carolina State, right? Nothing to, from about 14 for 24 for 171 yards from DJ. I think that's decent. Will Shipley having his first game as a true freshman, doing all right with eight carries and 80 yards. We knew this game. Nothing to really go over here. It was a gimme, and they handled business. I'll tell you what, in this current ACC beating the <laughs> FCS team should be celebrated. It should. Should be celebrated because everybody can't do the job. Everybody ain't able. Everybody ain't able. <laughs> everybody ain't able, okay? Louisville took care of business and beat Eastern Kentucky 30-3. to Malik Cunningham looking good, a, much, a much more solid showing than he did against Ole Miss. 16 for 24 for 277 yards. Then you go to Boston College, who played UMass, handled their game nicely, right? We had a Phil Jerkovic and Zay Flowers going out in the game. It was one a little bit concerning because you're like, these are supposed to be the leaders and the ones that are going to really carry Coach Halfley in the squad for the rest of the season. So we'll have to be mindful and kind of see how that it plays out for the rest of the year. But hopefully it's just minor. They can get them back on the games that are obviously going to count when we have conference play here in just a couple of weeks. Then we would go, go to the Coastal Division. Miami, they had a house call. They were trying to figure out how to defeat Appalachian State. And I was just a little more concerned than I thought I had to be. I've been ragging on Chase Bryce for a good minute now. And yet, <laughs> the Mountaineers almost took it to the Hurricanes. They lost 23-25, but De'Ara King had a solid showing with 20 of 33 for 200 yards, and then Cameron Harris and Donald Cheney Jr. were already trying to find their way in that rushing standpoint. But for you, how do you feel about Chase Bryce going 199 yards, almost equaling the guy that we're supposed to say is going to be the best player 
in the ACC. Chase Bryce said, uh, they said, you and Duke broke up. He said, no, Duke broke. I'm up, okay? Because <laughs> this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Again, like I told everybody, the Alabama game should not be represented. To me, Alabama right now is one of those teams you throw out the film. Whatever happened in that game, don't matter. Throw it away, ball it up. Because, again, they beat the second-best team in the nation by 28 points in the national championship last You don't really, you know. they're It's not a reflection of who you are as a team. Exactly. They're in another whole other league. It's like when uh, Tom Osborne of of Nebraska, when they had uh, Lawrence Fell, Scott Frost, all of them, and they were just a great team. They dominated Michigan, the Michigan State team, and Nick Saban walked in there. And he shook, he shook uh, Nick Saban's hand and said, your team is better than you think. Trust of yeah. course, the score didn't reflect it because they won like 50-something zip. But at that time, Nebraska was a, a, just a, a beast that you could do nothing with. Alabama's in that mode right now. They've been in that mode for some time. But now, you can't stop the mighty, mighty chase, bro. <laughs> huh? <laughs> You're right. I, the folks who said that I should stop calling Manny Diaz a defensive whiz, you're absolutely right. After allowing Chase Bryce to put up 23 points on your defense, a power five defense, and the, that is, uh, you're, you're the, the Miami Hurricanes, you've got a hotbed of football talent in your backyard, and you can't stop Chase Bryce? Are we starting to look at Manny Diaz differently? I think some people, it's it fair weather. Like some people are very much like high on him, think that he has great sound mind, as you mentioned, a defensive minded coach. And some people are like, listen, at some point we have to reckon with, we don't have, we're not use, utilizing our talent in the best way. I kind of feel that way about coach Dorn and NC state. This is the year that you have some serious talent on your field. There's no excuse here. So maybe with, for both coaches, we're sort of seeing where the ceiling's at. I'll tell you what, this year will definitely show where Dorn's ceiling is for a multitude of reasons. Number one, we have seen every team in the ACC look pitiful. Literally every team, except uh, we haven't seen Virginia Tech look overwhelmingly bad. And I think that's it. I think they're the only team in the conference that we haven't seen. And you're just like, what's going on? What's happening? Because don't get me wrong. Georgia has some dudes. There's, there's no offensive buts. Georgia has a lot of bad boys on that, on that team, especially on that defense, especially in that running game. Uh, only scoring three points and ended up really negative four in the day for that Clemson offense, you look pitiful. That's just the reality if you're supposed to be big dog champion uh, type territory. But almost every other team in the conference has looked around. I mean, they've looked. Syracuse losing the run. Florida State losing the Jacksonville. We're not there yet, and those are not your teams. Listen, no, I'm stay just saying, no, I'm no. Just, if we're talking we're, okay. about, if you're telling me this, I, I'm I'm building this to context. Okay. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how bad that that loss was. It reverberated throughout the community. Which loss are you speaking? Hand on the Bible, the Florida State loss. My preacher comes in the church and says we lost to a JV team. I said, well, apparently they're not that junior varsity now, are they? But they took out your boys. But anywho, the fact of the matter is. Uh, there are very few exceptions, but for the most part, we've seen almost every team look bad. I don't think we've seen Pitt look bad yet, but every other team, and maybe wait for it, but every other team we've seen look bad at some point. So, with that being said, if Manny Diaz and Coach Dorn cannot get it done this year, it's clear y'all just aren't. Coach Dorn has every reason in the world. Coach Diaz has every reason in the world. 
Coach Dorrance in year nine. If his coaching career at NC State was a child, it would be learning multiplication plus some at this point. It would be learning some Y equal MX plus B. And you telling me that you can't beat a, a, a team that won two games last year, no, three games last year, and barely beat Louisiana Tech, neither 21-point comeback, and you can only put up 10? I know some. I know some. If you can't do anything in this ACC, I know some. The team you beat last year in Pip is one of the teams that's looked good this year. I know some if you can't get it done. Most players in the ACC drafted last year, and you're telling me that you can't do nothing with this ACC? I know something about it. That's all I'm going to say. Clearly, you guys, need, you need to listen to Locked on Wolfpack. We'll have more insight on that NC State game, but we have three teams we still have to go over. Georgia Tech beating Kennesaw State 45-17, to holding it down a nice bounce back from that difficult loss against Northern Illinois. So clearly someone understood and heard your message loud and clear. Virginia Tech, though, having a little bit of trouble against Middle Tennessee State at first. Defense struggling, allowing for Middle Tennessee to put up 14 points, but ultimately coming away with the win, 35-14. to 14. Then you have Pittsburgh, who arguably, to me, is the best team in the Coastal right by a mile, if I'm going to be you know, completely honest, taking down 40. 41 to 34, taking down Tennessee, a game that they were in the entire time and ended up pulling away. Kenny Pickett, 24 for 36, 285 yards and two touchdowns. He had, you know, to go up against it, pretty much a shootout. Joe Milton from Tennessee had a great day. But ultimately, I think that the Panthers are really starting to figure things out. And a lot of people are sleeping on them because the entire conversation has been about Carolina and Miami. And yet we have Pittsburgh, who's nothing to sniff at. Well, let me let me go back to the uh, Virginia Tech game. Okay, they took care of business. They did what they're supposed to do. Admirable in today's conference. Now let's go to talk because this Pitt team, boy, I'll tell you, beating a bad SEC team, something we can't figure out in this conference. So uh, Pitt doing the job, holding the thing down. They they looked really good, and when when uh, when Tennessee jumped out to a 10-0 lead. I'm sorry, my words beat me up. But when Tennessee jumped out to a 10-0 lead, this looked like it was going to be a boat race. It looked like what most people thought it was going to be, where a lot of folks had Tennessee beaten up on Pitt, and they just stayed the course, had an explosive second quarter, and fought back, and just fought back. And that's, that's really the big point of the game. You see what happens when you don't leave points on the board? Mm, what a novel idea. Once again, you guys can't miss the opportunity to listen to Locked On Wolfpack. But I do, again, like I said, I think Pitt is a team to beat. I think Pitt is sitting pretty at the top of the coast and might just mess around and win the whole thing. There's a whole lot of football left to be played here. But weekend predictions, week two, we're going to tell you the best game of the weekend for both Ken and I. After we remind you guys about Bill Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever with nine delicious flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate built bar is even more delicious you can get something it really is something for everybody if you haven't tried all the flavors we have a mixed box for you where you can get two of each of the nine most of the flavors have 17 to 18 grams of protein just 180 calories at max and then listen four to five grams of sugar you can't really beat it order today and get the built bar of your choice go to builtbar.com you promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, BillBar.com, 
Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. Once you finish that, you can round out another week of get good gimmies by getting Sweat Block, one of the best products to help you alleviate your sweat and all of your uncomfortable needs when it comes to just trying to be as confident as possible when you're hitting the town. It's dry shirt guaranteed, featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show, and it's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 13,000 reviews. Some of you know that I love to make sure that I'm smelling good, feeling good when I'm going out in public or working a game for a long day. I have to be secure. Sweat Block is always there for me with their deodorants and antiperspirant wipes. Get yours today. If you know someone dealing with this, you have to check out Sweat Block. It's 20% off at sweatblock.com. Use promo code LOCKED ON or at Amazon and CBS. Final wrap up of the show today, Locked on Wolfpacks. Kenton Gibbs joining me on the Monday episode where we go over our respective schools. Segment one is Atlantic. Segment two is the Coastal. And then we round out with the best game of the weekend. So, Kenton, what was your favorite game of the weekend? Good, bad, or otherwise? I'm assuming you show me. There has to be one game that you felt good about. Oh, yeah. Pitt beating Tennessee. Real, real good, feel good story. I, I like not do feel. I am when I rank Narduzzi pretty high up on my uh, on my ACC coaches list. Everybody said I was crazy and I didn't know uh, what I was doing. Now look, now look, I, I feel like uh, Narduzzi is a guy who he he may not get all of the talent in the world to pit, but he's gonna get every ounce of what he gets into pit. He's gonna get every ounce. So uh, that that game there, it you know, it, like you said, they're top the uh, coastal right now and. And it's like, it's really good. It's really good to see uh, the ACC be well represented, especially in a, a game against another Power Five team. Because this is, we're still early in the season. We're still early. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, um, almost every ACC team has to answer the question of are they legit? Is, is their previous games the rule for who they are, or is it the aberration? Or for some, which is, is game one the rule or is game two the rule? And which one is the aberration? So uh, Pitt has looked solid in both games. And so uh, this, this second game against Tennessee definitely has to be the one. Also, another guy who hit the um, – we didn't break up. They broke I'm up is uh, my man Bailey Hockman. Hockey down there, Hockman scored more points against Virginia Tech than NC State did against Mississippi State. What a time. What a time to be I think not only was Pitt a great game, but I also wanted to give it up for Duke and against A&T. The Aggies came out with a strong showing, and then I think what was good for Duke's confidence was being able to put that game away. Because for so long, I was like, okay, the Charlotte game was tough, really hard loss. Who are we as a team? We're already riding out Coach Pep. For him and Gunnar Holmberg and company to figure it out, I'm applauding them for at least putting one away handed. I mean, I here's my only reason why I'm not too geeked up about that one. You beat an FCS team with a back. I like, mean, it's not like it's don't not get me wrong. It's not getting a pat on back, but it's also like you did your you did what you're supposed to do. And we can't say that for every school here. This yeah, weekend. absolutely, absolutely. I understand. That. I understand. That. <laughs> it, you know, it's 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 tough for me to give give uh, a lot of love for that one. But hey, but at Duke, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what, and Coach Cutcliffe, 
you know, Bomani Jones said last week, Coach Cutler's Coach Cutcliffe's greatest accolade uh, could be making Duke a team that people are excited to be, which UNC Charlotte was very excited. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that's absolutely something that screams he belongs with somebody because Duke was so bad for so many years. Everybody was just even the second worst team in ACC was oh we got Duke coming. Thank you, Lord. Scheduling from homecoming, please. We we need one win. It's like you said, them getting the job done, doing what they're supposed to do. I guess it's. Well, if you are looking to bet on any more teams, we are going to go over the rest of the ACC tomorrow with J.J. Jackson from Locked on Blue Devils. So I'm sure he'll have a lot to talk about that game. But we also want you to be equipped with some betting access as we head into week three. You should try the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, and wrong team favorite picks in Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Through Candace Cooper and Ken Gibbs, we hope you have a great start to your week and we look forward to continuing this conversation tomorrow. Until next time. You are Locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. 